what's up everybody this is the david ornella show the show that is meant for sports fans and geeks alike um i'm gonna be trying to do this on mondays and fridays and i'll be talking about all the latest in the world of sports um movies tv video games um, even anime and stuff like that, you know, just everything that has to do with geeks, everything that geeks love, and everything that sports fans love. Now, I can't focus on every sport out there, but my main focuses will be the NBA, the NFL, world football, boxing, and maybe MMA. I don't know about that. But I'm going to be doing this in two sections for each show, um, meaning... I'll be talking about sports first, and then I'll be talking about everything else second. So, a lot of things happened. A lot of crazy stuff happened in the world of sports this past weekend. Um, I think the biggest news was, the biggest thing to happen for sure was Andy Ruiz uh, upsetting Anthony Joshua in that epic heavyweight match that they had now i'm a fairly young guy so i can't say i've seen too many boxing matches but i can say without a doubt that in my lifetime in my young lifetime this is probably the most exciting upset i've seen i mean guys i'm gonna be completely honest i had no idea prior to this fight who andy Ruiz was even was and just like everybody else, I'm going to be honest, just like everybody else, I thought this kid was going to get knocked out within, honestly, within the first round. I wouldn't be surprised if Joshua would have knocked him out within the first round. That was my mindset going into the fight because I had no idea who this guy was. And, you know, like that just shows to never judge a book by its cover because I just took one look at him and mistakenly I was quick to judge. I said, you know what, this kid... This guy, I don't know why I'm calling him a kid, he's 29. But yeah, this man, he looks out of shape. And when you just see him standing next to Joshua, it's, I mean, it's a night and day difference between the two's physiques. But man, was I wrong. Was I wrong along with everybody else to judge this guy like that? Man. I'm going to start calling this guy Fat Boo uh, from the character in Dragon Ball, the villain. Because this man's dangerous, honestly. He's got some quick hands. I could not believe that he knocked Anthony Joshua down four times. I mean, it would have been one thing to knock him down two times. Even one, you know. Somebody as chiseled and big as Joshua. But to knock him down four times, that's just ridiculous. Super exciting. I think this is what boxing really needs. Um, now that whole weight division is completely open, it's it's up for grabs. Uh, there used to be top. In my opinion, there was three fighters that were on par with each other and that were the best in the heavyweight division. And that was Wilder, Fury, and Joshua. But now I think you got to make a case for a top four because Ruiz... He showed up. He proved 
everybody wrong, including myself. He shocked the whole world. And he made a statement that night that he's not to be messed with. He's not to be underestimated. So I can't wait to see more of him. Um, I think last I heard or read about, they confirmed the rematch for September or early November, I think. I might have to fact check myself on that. So that should be exciting. You know, we get to see Joshua try to redeem himself, try to make a comeback, get his revenge. Or we might see Ruiz demolish Joshua once again. Who knows? But yeah, guys, I mean, let me know what you think. That was just crazy. Oh, yeah. Another thing I'd like to add is that Andy Ruiz is now officially the first ever Mexican heavy world Heavyweight world champion of the world. That's the kid. Man, the guy made history. That's just crazy. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of his uh, fights. To the rest of his fight career. I'm going to be keeping my eye on this man. Um, Now, I think that's all that really was going on with boxing. I know there was some... Some good undercard fights, but I didn't really watch those, to be honest with you guys. But now we'll be transitioning to basketball for the moment. So the basketball season is approaching an end. We're officially in the finals. Um, the Warriors and Raptors have played two games already. Um, before the series started, KD was confirmed to be out. For at least a few games, given his injury. So, before the series started, I had the Raptors winning in six games. Um, now that the series is two games in, I think I'm still going to hold on to my pick. I still think the Raptors can definitely win in six games. But with DeMarcus Cousins coming back for the Warriors, I don't know if it's going to be as easy as I thought it would be. But Clay Thompson is also out, so who knows? They might, and they, I mean, the Raptors, they might have a a shot at definitely sealing the series in six games. But if Steph shows up, like he has the previous two games, I think the first game he scored 34 points, and then just the second game he scored around... I think 25. But if he keeps playing like that, and if he takes control of the next few games, um, the Warriors might actually end up beating the Raptors. I don't know, guys. This is going to be a close one. It's going to be a lot closer than I thought it'd be. We forget how how good the Warriors are without KD. You know? We're prisoners of the moment, because it was just a few years ago that without Kevin Durant, they broke the single season um, record. They went 73-9. and nine. They bested the Chicago Bulls 72-10 and 10 season. So we kind of forget how good of a team they they already were without Kevin Durant. But um, I don't know. I feel like ever since KD came in, their team play changed. Because obviously with a player like Kevin Durant, he's going to be having the ball the majority of games. 
because he's just unstoppable and he's that type of ISO player that can really beat you down anywhere on the court. He's effectively one of the best scorers we've seen ever for for the NBA. But so that's why I thought the Warriors were gonna have a hard time adjusting back to the way they used to play without Kevin Durant, but it seems like they got it, you know. They stole one game at at Toronto. Now we gotta see if Toronto can still one back at the bay. But we'll see what happens. Um Kawhi has been playing alright, you know, he hasn't really been playing as as good as he can. But you know, he's still doing some damage. Um I've also noticed that he's been double teamed for the majority of every of both games I mean. But I think he's gonna start breaking out within the next two games. I think he's gonna be dropping thirty. And just doing a lot more damage overall. But yeah. For game three, I'm gonna pick the Warriors to win this one. But I think the Raptors definitely have a shot on stealing game three. Because Clay Thompson is out. And I think it's confirmed he's not gonna play for game three. So I'll just put it like this if Clay Thompson indeed misses game three. I'm picking the Raptors to take it. But he he plays and Boogie Cousins also gets 18 minutes at least of playtime. I could definitely see the Warriors defending their home court. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Raptors to win game three. Now, from basketball, um, actually we're still going to stick with basketball because... Lots of sports news and websites are reporting that Kyrie is most likely going to be leaving the Celtics, which to me isn't really a surprise. Um, I feel like Kyrie really only went there to... He said he wanted to be the man, right? He didn't want to be in LeBron's shadow, more or less. But he got the chance to be the man, you know, to be the the lead in his own team and he didn't really come up he didn't really show up as I I think as he thought he would I think he he's realizing now that he does need um an extra guy you know I think he's realized that he's not the guy actually like he's not the one to lead he's not a LeBron James type of player that can really carry a team on his back and, I mean, Kyrie's playing with a great organization right now, too. You know, like, the Celtics have always been a really good organization. They have a good coach. Um, I think the ownership of the team has done a really good job these past few seasons. But I think Kyrie's most likely going to go to the Brooklyn Nets or to the Knicks. He might, if KD leaves the Warriors, I think he's going to, team up with Kyrie Irving but yeah guys I guess Kyrie really isn't that number one option that he thought he was so I think he will definitely leave the Celtics for sure now on to the last bit of news for for the sports section um this is with world football so just now I was watching the highlights 
of the the UEFA Nations League semifinal between Portugal and Switzerland. Um, going into the match, I thought it'd be really close, but I thought Switzerland would win two to one. Boy, was I wrong. Ronaldo ended his four-game um, scoreless streak. Guys, Ronaldo scored a hat-trick. Ronaldo had a hat-trick this game. His first goal came from a free kick, which was, I think, his first free kick scored all season long because I don't think he's he managed to score one for Juventus all year long. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. So that in itself is pretty impressive. It's cool to see... Ronaldo scored a free kick again. And um, his other two goals were also pretty spectacular. Um, I mean, what more can I say? Ronaldo's proven time and time again that he's a freak. He's a freak athlete. Him and Messi are aliens to the sport. We're never going to see the likes of the two of them ever again. I truly believe that. But yeah, guys... um, I'm not a fan of either team, to be honest, but I am a huge Ronaldo fan. So seeing Portugal advance to the final is, hey, that's good to me, you know? So now, since they've advanced to the final, now we got to see who wins between England and the other team should be... Who is the other team? Let me search it out real quick. Because... I think they're facing, who's England facing? Let me see. Okay, England is facing the Netherlands. Oh, that's going to be a good game. Damn. I'm surprised England made it this far, honestly. Actually, no, I'm not. They played really well in the World Cup. Pretty sure they made it to the semifinal of the World Cup, too. So I guess this is not too unexpected. Um... For this match, I think England is going to take it. I think they're going to win 1-0 with the late goal by Harry Kane if he's playing. Which he should be playing, actually. But, yeah, I think Harry Kane's going to take the goal and eventually seal the win for them. So, my prediction is going to be England beating Netherlands. And then, if they do go to the final against Portugal... I have England winning that too. I think Ronaldo will will show up, but I think he'll only manage to score one goal, and I think England will win two to one against Portugal. But we'll see what happens, because England still has to be the Netherlands, and for all I know, Netherlands could definitely beat England. Since I mean, you know, Portugal and Switzerland is a good example. I thought Switzerland would win, but no. So. We'll see what happens, but I'm picking England to beat the Netherlands, and I'm picking England to beat Portugal in the final. Um, I think this is the first Nations League season. So if England wins, they'd be the first team to ever win the Nations League. But yeah, this is exciting stuff, guys. We're getting a lot more soccer, a lot more world football, I mean. You know, I don't really like calling it soccer, but I live in America where we all call it soccer for some dumb reason. But yeah, it's exciting for the world football. 
we're getting a lot of good games, a lot of good cups coming up. We have um, the Copa America coming up within the next few weeks. That's for non-world football fans. That's the world tournament for the South American countries. Um, for that one, I'm picking Argentina to take it all, but we'll see what happens. And then here in North America, we have the Gold Cup coming up within the next few weeks too. Um, you know me, I'm 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 Mexican American, so the two teams I'm gonna be rooting for are USA and Mexico. But I think those two are gonna be the ones in the final, really. When I think about it, they're always most of the time they're the best teams. And they have the most wins, too, I believe. But yeah, lots of interesting stuff to look forward to in the world of football. So that's all I have for sports today. Um, Lots of great stuff happening in sports. Lots of news. Um, I'll keep updating you guys. I'll keep talking about it. Friday, there should be some more news. I'll be talking about Game 3. Um, if any more details come out for the Ruiz and Joshua rematch, I'll talk about that too. I'll talk about, uh, the England and Netherlands game. But yeah, that's all it, but that's all for the sports today, guys. Now on to the entertainment section for my geeky section. I'm a huge geek. This is probably my favorite section. Um, this weekend, this past weekend, we saw the release of a little movie called Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now, I'm a pretty big Godzilla fan. I wouldn't say I'm a hard hardcore fan because I've only really seen three movies. And that's actually scratch that. I've seen four movies. I've seen the nineteen ninety eight Abomination. Um I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm sure you all know which one I'm talking about. It's the American version of Godzilla where he doesn't even look like Godzilla. He looks like an oversized Velociraptor. But yeah, I don't even want to talk about that movie. But I've seen that one, unfortunately. I've seen Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. That was a long time ago, though. I don't remember anything about that movie. I was around 8 years old when that movie came. Whenever I rented it out at Blockbuster. So that's how, you know, this was a long time ago. The fact that I got it from Blockbuster. Blockbuster doesn't even exist anymore. But I've seen that one too. And then I've seen the first Godzilla, the Gareth Edwards Godzilla that came out in 2014. The first installment of this King of the Monsters series. And now with King of the Monsters, that makes four total. But I'm super surprised, you guys. But I guess I really shouldn't be too surprised. Because I, for one, completely disagree with what the critics are saying about the movie. They're saying, I mean, it just doesn't make sense, you guys. It it just doesn't make sense. Because for the first Gareth Edwards Godzilla that came out in 2014, the critics said, a lot of the criticisms were that Godzilla wasn't in the movie enough. And, and... King of the Monsters, we get a lot of Godzilla. We get a lot of monster action in general. But now the reviews are saying that there's too much of it. So which is it? Which is it? I feel like you can't really make people happy. And I think this is proof of that. 
But I also believe that the American, well, not just the American audience, but I think the Western audience in general wasn't ready for this type of movie. Because for those that have, for those of you that have seen it, this movie goes boss to the wall. This is everything a Godzilla fan would dream of. The CGI was top notch. The monsters looked beautiful. King Ghidorah looked accurate. Godzilla looked amazing. Mothra looked majestic. Rodan looked freaking awesome too. The monsters just looked really badass overall. And the fight scenes were freaking cool too. You know, like we got multiple fights between Godzilla and Ghidorah. Um, I was really happy about that. But the fact that the movie is sitting at a 40-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now just doesn't make sense to me at all. And it's sad to see. It's, I mean, it's sad to see, honestly. And then what's even more disappointing is the box office. So, before the movie came out, projections had it opening at around 50 to 60 million opening weekend. But... The movie opened lower to forty nine million. Um, it barely beat Aladdin because I think Aladdin opened in its second week to forty two million or something like that. So it just beat Aladdin for the top spot. I don't know what this means for the movie because the budget. Pretty sure the budget was around one seventy five million for King of the Monsters, and. Apparently, it's not doing that well overseas either. I think worldwide opening weekend, it made around 160-something. I could be wrong. Let me fact-check that real quick. But I thought it would have made at least $200 million on its opening weekend worldwide. But it made less than that for sure. But let me just see for you guys real quick. So I know the official number. So yeah, um, yeah, it definitely opened forty nine million domestically, but I'm not seeing anything that says about the worldwide numbers. And yeah, I was right about Aladdin. Also, it took in forty two its second weekend. Um, the Elton John biopic Rocket Man that scored a pretty decent opening for its type of movie. It's it opened to twenty five domestically that's really good but look guys i'm a huge fan of legendary pictures monsterverse so far you know i thought the 2014 godzilla was good i was a big fan of it um kong school island was also really fun i enjoyed that movie very much but the trend in terms of, of opening weekend keeps going down Look at this. King of the Monsters opened to 50 million. Around 50 million. Oh, Alright, hold on. Okay, well, let me start with the first one. 2014's Godzilla opened to 93.2 million opening weekend. And then Kong Island opened to 61 million. So that's already a drop off of 30 million for the Monsterverse. And now King of the Monsters opened to 49 or 50 million opening weekend. It, it's like the number just continues to go down. But the movie opened to 130 million 
overseas, meaning that the global total was 179 million. I mean, that's a decent number. And now what I what I want to know is if it'll make enough of a profit for them to continue with the MonsterVerse. I hope it does. I think I'm going to go watch it again cuz I had that much fun with it. Um I guess I should give my own little review about it. I think the visuals were top-notch. I feel 2014's Godzilla had better cinematography. But this one definitely had better action. This one definitely felt more of a love a love letter to the franchise. We saw a lot of cool Easter eggs and callbacks, you know, with the with the twins and Mothra and all that stuff. We had some really cool Easter eggs. I thought the sound effects were top notch. All of the monsters' roars were really well done, especially Ghidorah's. I like this version very much. Um, but yeah, I think if you're a hardcore Godzilla fan that grew up watching the you know the Man in the Suit movies, the original Japanese, the Toho Godzilla movies, I think you're really gonna enjoy this one for sure. Um, on to the next piece of news. So this isn't really news. This came out a few weeks ago, but I wanted to talk about it because I think it's that impressive and shows a lot of confidence. But Quentin Tarantino's next movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's not, it's not supposed to release till July, you guys. And the review embargo already lifted like two weeks ago. So that shows two things, I think. One is the amount of confidence that Tarantino has in the movie. And two is um it shows that the studio knows it's a good movie and by lifting the embargo this early they can get a lot of uh hype around the movie. You know, they can draw a lot of attention for it. Um, I think it's currently sitting at a 94% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really, really, really good. And for those of you that haven't heard of it, it's a uh, it's supposed to take place in the 1970s um, all over Hollywood. It's following this actor and his stunt double. But um, the actor is being played by Leonardo DiCaprio and then his stunt double is being played by Brad Pitt. I think this is a really cool duo because I've been wanting to see this actually ever since I saw ever since I saw Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards I thought he did really really good in that movie and then I was a big fan of Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained so they both have been in Tarantino movies before so seeing them together in one is going to be really fun to me but um yeah, guys, it's hitting 93%. That's just crazy. can't believe that. This really reminds me of what the Russo brothers did with um, with Captain America Civil War. I remember back in 2016, the movie wasn't going to come out till May 5th, but the review embargo lifted on April 5th, a whole month before the movie came out. And it had stellar reviews too, and I think that just helped it even more with its box office. It built up the hype. So... I think it was a good idea for Tarantino to do this. 
um i think this is really gonna help the movie a lot especially with its budget it's pretty i mean that's a pretty big budget for this type of movie it's got a 95 million budget that's pretty big i wonder where all that money's going you know probably sure brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio are taking half of that by themselves (laughs) but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to this movie can't wait to watch it um and another thing next on the topics for movie news is a new wonder woman 1984 poster has released now i haven't seen this poster yet but i'm about to i heard it's really cool oh okay yeah this looks kind of nice let me see this real quick shout out to collider they keep me updated with all the movie news um interesting the poster huh it's definitely got a lot going on it's a lot of colors the color scheme of the poster reminds me of a lot of the marketing posters for thor ragnarok you know like some really bright colors all mixed together looks very trippy in a way um from the from the looks of it wonder woman is wearing a different kind of outfit it's all gold huh it's good for what it's for i guess i don't know all i can really say is that it's just a poster but i'm still looking forward to the movie I thought the first one was pretty good. It's one of the better DCEU films. It's probably the second best behind Shazam. No, honestly, I think I liked Aquaman a lot more than Wonder Woman. But I also like Shazam a lot. So, but yeah, I think Wonder Woman is definitely one of the better DCEU films. What's well, one of the only good ones, to be honest, because all of them except for Wonder Woman. Um, Aquaman and Shazam were pretty mediocre very disappointing but I don't really want to get into that I'll save that for a later time another piece of news I wanted to get to was and this surprised me quite a bit was the fact that Warner Brothers isn't going to have a panel in Hall H for San Diego Comic Con this year The the reason that surprises me is because they've literally have gone to Hall H every year for the past few years. They've like they've haven't missed in a while. So I don't know. I don't know why they've decided to miss this time around. But um maybe they just don't have material to show off. I don't know. But this isn't the first time that a major studio has pulled off or has skipped on attending Hall H. Marvel did it a a few years ago. But the reason why Marvel did it was because since they're under Disney, they were able to um, reveal all their stuff and and have their own panel at the Disney Expo. So... That kind of makes sense as to why Marvel decided to skip San Diego Comic-Con. But I don't know. I mean, what other expo is there for, well, you know, for Warner Brothers to to show off their new releases? Uh, so, yeah, this is a strange one. 
but I'll try to stay up to date with it, see what happens. In, in the next piece of news, we have um, some disappointing news for the X-Men franchise. So, Dark Phoenix set to release pretty soon. This weekend, in fact. Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, I mean, has the lowest Rotten Tomato score out of any of the X-Men movies. That's just terrible. That's just terrible because there's been some pretty bad X-Men movies. We all remember X-Men Origins Wolverine and how god-awful that was. But this is just bad news for the franchise. It goes to show that really the franchise was dead. Dead a while ago. And Fox was really just milking it. Just so that... I really believe Fox was just making them to one, make money... And two, so that Marvel Studios couldn't get their hands on them. But all that's thrown out the window now because that Disney bought Fox. So now the X-Men movies should be should be coming back in full glory under Marvel Studios. So really, honestly, I don't even care about this movie. I wasn't interested for for not even a tiny bit. I'm just glad that it's already out. It's disappointing that it's got low reviews, but it's going to be the last of the Fox X-Men films. And in a few years, we're going to have Marvel Studios um, release their versions of the X-Men. And I'm sure those are going to be a lot better, a lot more comic accurate, more faithful to the source material. So I'm excited for that. And now in the last bit of news for the entertainment section, it was heavily rumored a few weeks ago that the two finalists to be the new Batman and the Matt Reeves movie was Robert Pattinson and that other guy. <laughs> and I say that other guy because I forget his name. Um, I know he came out in... He actually came out in the X-Men movies now that I'm thinking about it. He played the young beast. Um, it's the dude with the black hair and the glasses. I forget his name. I really do. Let me look up his name real quick for you guys so that y'all know who I'm talking about. Let me look up on the let me look at the cast. I think he's a good actor too, by the way. This guy that I'm talking about. Let me see where's he at, where's he at? Okay. Nicholas Holt. Huh. What's interesting is that both Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt are British. And Batman is an American character. But I guess British actors are just that much better. But really, as long as they can pull off their American accents, I see no problem with either of them playing it. But um, a few days ago, it was confirmed that Robert Pattinson is indeed going to be the new Batman. And at first, that threw me off because I was like, the guy from the Twilight movies? Really? But the more I thought about it, as much as I dislike those god-awful movies... Robert Pattinson was never really bad in them, you know? I've always thought he was a good actor. I, I really liked him in in The Goblet of Fire as um, Cedric. I thought he did a good job as him. And like I said, even though the Twilight movies were bad, I, I didn't think Pattinson himself was necessarily a bad actor. I thought he did good with what he had. And now I'm reading all this stuff about how ever since Twilight, he's been... In some pretty good movies and has even 
um, impressed a lot of people and has gotten a lot of studios and, you know, producers to seek him out because of how good of an actor he actually is. So I think Batman is in good hands, acting-wise. I think I think Pattinson will do a good enough job, you know. I think he'll do all right. He's going to be the youngest Batman to date, or at least the youngest actor to play Batman. I think he's 31. So that's good. It shows that Matt Reeves is really doing a Batman story set in his early days. Um, all I can really say beyond that is that I'm super excited for the movie. I'm excited to see Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm excited to see his take on the character. I'm excited to see Matt Reeves' take on the character, his interpretation of Batman. Um, Matt Reeves is a terrific director. He did a good job with the Planet of the Apes reboot and the last two movies so i'm excited to see what they have in store i'm hoping we get some more news about it pretty soon i know it's later for 2021 but i'm hoping we can get a trailer pretty soon but that's wishful thinking at the earliest we'll probably have a trailer by mid next year if even but but the last thing i want is for them to rush this movie I want them to take their time. I want Matt Reeves to write the best script he can. I want to see a good Batman movie. I want to see one that's on par with the likes of The Dark Knight. And Matt Reeves is the guy to do it. I'm sure I'm sure he can give us that. It's a bummer that Ben Affleck isn't doing it, but with all his issues, um, it's probably best for him to step away. It, it was probably best for him to, you know quit playing Batman and just stick to the smaller stuff but yeah guys that does it for my first ever episode of the David Ornella show for sports and for sports fans and geeks alike um, I hope you guys enjoyed this and stay tuned because I'll be posting on Mondays and Fridays and yeah guys Have a wonderful day. Peace.